the Power Pack Morning Zoo. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest radio show ever. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. He's a very successful writer. Vince Morata. Let's cut the crap, Mr. Morata. Sarah Gazelle. She's got a job working with a bunch of wackos. And Jerry Carlin. Why do you look up funny young? Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Good morning, happy Monday, Valley sports fans. We have an NFL champion, and you know what we do not have today? We do not have golf at the TPC Scottsdale. Thankfully, mercifully. What are you going to do after the show? Yeah. I know what I'm doing after the show. I'm going to bed after the show. I've had me a weekend. No rest for the wicked, as my mom used to say. But congratulations on the construction of that beer snake. It was delightful. Yeah, fantastic. So, so, yeah, so good. You couldn't even get it off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, what a wacky weekend! It really huh? was. Yeah. Now listen, it was it, being in the being in the midst of all that madness at the golf tournament and all that weather and watching the scenes all play out. And then on Sunday, it was just beautiful and sunny, <laughs> like it's going to be today. It like like it it really is buzzards luck. Yeah, really, just it's a bad, bad deal. Sunny birds chirping. Mm-hmm. At least they had a couple days though, because going into the tournament, I was thinking they were going to get mm-hmm. the whole tournament wiped out. Mm-hmm. So th- Saturday and Sunday were pretty much were pretty nice days in I the mean, grand scheme of things. That's a good good point, Jarrett brings up, and and you would be the one to ask on this, Bick, mm-hmm. being the the golf guy that you are. Has a full tournament ever been wiped out from a from a schedule? I mean. It doesn't seem. I, I think I would remember something like that. No, I I don't recall that ever happening. Yeah. Is there such a thing where they have to play a certain amount of rounds to make it official? I, I don't think there is a rule on that either. Yeah, because we just saw the uh, Pebble Beach. They Pro went fifty four, and they yeah. Again, it's 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 basically a PGA Tour event. Um, they're they try to finish on Monday. They cannot go any later than that because golfers got to get up and get to the next spot. Yeah, and and so if that's kind of what you're dealing with, so you got to make best faith effort to to finish as much golf as you can. And you know, in the case of this tournament, at least they got to the finish line. <laughs> I mean, I, I was a little bit surprised that they got it in. On time. Uh, Yes. Sunday afternoon, it ended at the normal time. About 9.45 on the golf course yesterday, everybody got a text from the head of security for the PGA Tour that said, we're going to get it done today, and you could just see smiles coming on everybody's faces. It was a week, man. It was a a rough week for the people that run the tournament. There was a a lot of stuff pulling at them. There's a lot of of old narratives that have been drummed up, you know, and it's it's kind of – I've seen this story before, man. I'll tell you that much yes, you have yes so all right we've got a lot to unpack today start the show ferret the splash splash the stories making waves in the sports world the splash, splash. splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Another year, another Chiefs victory in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes hit McCall Hardman with a three-yard touchdown pass with three seconds left in the first overtime period. That was a little weird. Uh, But that lifted Kansas City to a 25-22 win over the San Francisco 49ers at Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. 
Harrison Butker sent the game into overtime with a 29-yard field goal with three seconds left in regulation. 49ers got the first possession of overtime, took a 22-19 lead on a Jake Moody 27-yard field goal. Then Mahomes led the Chiefs on a 13-play 75-yard drive to win it. The Chiefs converted two third downs and a fourth down on that winning drive. Mahomes, 333 yards, two touchdowns, named the game's MVP. Third time he's won that award. And the Chiefs become the first franchise to win back-to-back Super Bowls since the New England Patriots turned the trick nearly 20 years ago. Uh, It was shaping up, in my opinion... To be one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a slog. And then we got the fourth quarter in yep. overtime, yeah, which completely uh, totally redeemed yourself. In a way, though, you in real time, I was sort of could see that coming because even though it was boring, it was close. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be a close game into the fourth quarter. It's going to be a dramatic fourth quarter, and then people are going to say it's one of the best games ever. Yeah, New England and the Rams was close. Oh, it was too. nothing it was close boring. to one of the best. No, games I ever. agree. But I, driving over here, I heard them saying on the. Or driving home from the Super Bowl last night, I heard people saying on the radio, the greatest sporting event they've ever seen. I got to tell you. Is that their first oh, that's sporting ridiculous. event? I'm just telling you. That's just call ridiculous. Out the a dramatic ending a does that to people. Do we have to like hold a gun to every sports media member's head so that we get some in, in, just inane overreaction to everything that happens every weekend? It was nowhere close to the best nowhere Super Bowl close. of all time. Nowhere close. Eminently forgettable, I would say. Most people are, are, are beating the Patrick Mahomes greatest ever. They can't wait for anything anymore. I know. It, they got to be uh-huh. first to, to proclaim everything. Ugh, ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, you were, at the, you were at the Super Bowl last night, Jared? I was. It was a long drive home. Say, that's quite a drive Drove home, right to huh? work. Drove right to work. Quite a commitment. Uh, Nick Taylor made an 11-foot birdie putt to beat Charlie Hoffman on the second hole of a playoff after birdieing three of the last four in regulation in round four Sunday to win the WM Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. Taylor got his fourth PGA Tour win. Claims the prize of just under $1.6 million. Two-time defending champion Scotty Scheffler finished at 18 under in a third place tie with Sam Burns. So he will not join Arnold Palmer as the only three-time winners of the Open. And by virtue of that, he will not have a drink named after him here in Phoenix. Sorry. Those, yeah, them's uh, the rules. Those are the rules? We just got to follow them. Okay. Sun's off until tomorrow night. They're coming off a loss Saturday night at Golden State. A 113-112 thriller clinched by Steph Curry's 33-foot three-pointer with .7 seconds left. Tomorrow night, they'll host the Sacramento Kings at Footprint Center. Then it's a home game against Detroit on Wednesday. And then right to the All-Star break. Man, <laughs> season is cruising by. I will have a lot of Suns reaction, too, oh, from yeah. Saturday night. There was a lot to talk about from that game against the Warriors. Sunday in the NBA, two games. Those same Kings that will be here tomorrow night fell to Oklahoma City, 127-113. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 38. Jalen Williams added 32 for the Thunder. And Boston beat Miami, 110-106. to Jason Tatum led the way for, with the, uh, for the Celtics with 26 points. Coyotes off to a rough start post-All-Star break. They dropped their first two, including a 5-4 overtime loss to Nashville on Saturday, in which they squandered a two-goal lead in the third period. 
And tonight, they're in Philadelphia to face the Flyers. Philly has won three straight. They're 62 points, good for third place in the Metropolitan Division. The game gets underway at 5. You can hear it all on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app, beginning with pregame coverage at 4.30. Outside of the Valley, Caitlin Clark of Iowa scored 31 points. Not enough as her second-ranked Hawkeyes fell to um, Nebraska 82-79 on Sunday. Clark missed her last six shots, but finishes the game with 3,520 career points, just eight short of Kelsey Plum's all-time NCAA women's basketball scoring record, and she will definitely break that record Thursday when Iowa hosts Michigan. Lynn missing her last six shots in a road game with a record on the line? I smell a conspiracy back. <laughs> oh, because they want to do it at he home? to do it at home. Uh, and uh, sad news from the world of uh, running. Marathon world record holder Kelvin Kiptum killed in an automobile accident in his native Kenya late Sunday. The 24-year-old became the first man to run a marathon in under two hours and one minute in an official race last October when he accomplished that in Chicago. Kiptum was one of the uh, heavy favorites to win the gold medal in the men's marathon competition at the Olympics in Paris this summer. So, That's a sad story. Yeah, very sad story. Uh, there you go. There is your splash. And a quick a golf rules update. Yes. Uh, Greg Ellis of the Bunker to Bunker Golf Show called in and said that for a PGA event to be official, it has to be 54 holes. Oh, okay. They could call it after 36 holes and award everything, but it will not count towards the PGA standards. Okay. There we go. Does it count as an actual win? It doesn't count towards the, your no, the, it wouldn't the PGA be, yeah. things, no. It wouldn't be your it wouldn't be part of your career stats. If it was a thirty six or a fifty two, yeah. There you Isn't go. Isn't that interesting that they would still make you get to thirty six, but then it still doesn't count? Well, I think I think it was just saying they can call it at any other time, but it wouldn't count unless it's fifty four. Look at that. Okay. Greg Ellis. Thank there you, Greg. Clutch. Yeah, Saturdays. First show I ever worked on at this station. Oh. You've done them all. Seventeen years ago. Man, I'd like to hear some stories Greg has oh, to tell about your no. board work back then. I can tell you I didn't know how to turn their microphones on for the first eight minutes of my first show <laughs> in the old studio. Yeah, some things never change. Uh, there's your splash for Monday, February 12th. Coming up, of course, we're going to dive into the Chiefs' Super Bowl win in overtime against the 49ers. An instant classic. I was riveted. It was much better than Cats. I'm going to see it again and again. <laughs> Pickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Wolf. The Chiefs just won another Super Bowl. So will we ever see another run like this? We get going at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. 13 seconds to go in the overtime. 22 to 19 San Francisco. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. It's Mitch Holtis on 106.5 The Wolf in Kansas City. The uh, final call. Of a back-to-back Super Bowl win by the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes to McCole Hardman, a wide receiver mm-hmm. who didn't even start the year with the Chiefs, started with the Jets. They let him go because he did nothing there, and then he catches the Super Bowl-winning yeah. uh, pass. 
Uh, and it was funny, too. Uh, I, I, this kind of circulated again, and I didn't watch a ton of Hard Knocks last summer, mm-hmm. but it was about the Jets, and there was a scene where McCole Hardman, uh, one of the scenes, they meet with a mentalist, mm-hmm. and the mentalist asked McCole Hardman to visualize the Jets winning the Super Bowl and who they were going to beat, and he mm-hmm. said San Francisco. Uh, didn't happen. Wow. But, uh, you know, he, he got part of it right. Interesting. Uh, he was on a team that beat San yes, Francisco. It just wasn't the New York Jets. Yeah, that play, uh, that play, by the way, is called Corn Dog. Vinny, and it's, Corn Dog. It's exactly the same plays that uh, they, the, the, Chiefs burned the Eagles on in the second half of last year's Super Bowl. Yes. Exact same play. Yeah, that motion yep. and then the quick spin on uh-huh. the motion. And right. man, was he wide open. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and what a, what a, as a 49er fan, and I'm not a 49er fan, but a 49er fan, that must have been agony watching the Chiefs go down the field and watching your season disappear 10 yards by 10 yards by 10 yards and just knowing it's inevitable. It, it's in last, that drive, that game winning drive from Patrick Mahomes was yet another moment when when he reminded me very much of Tom Brady where you're like, you're not going to stop this guy. He's going to score a touchdown here and there's nothing anyone can do about it. And it happened. In real time on that final play, were you yelling at your TV to hike the ball? Because the time was... T- if- they scored with three seconds left. That doesn't matter. matter. That doesn't matter. The clock just keeps going into the second quarter. Yeah, it's the about fa- completing the drive. The not fact the clock. that they have a clock in the new overtime rules for the NFL is is puzzling. Yeah, just play right. Mm-hmm. If it's not applicable, right? But, but, but then why, why are you is doing it? Running? But they I, came okay. very very close to to Jarrett's point. It would have technically had they not snapped the ball. It would have bled over into a second 15-minute overtime mm-hmm. period, even if that lasted one play. Right. Uh-huh. Sean McManus, who's the head of CBS Sports, made a joke in the middle of last week saying, hey, basically intimated. We got the script, and for the first time ever, the NFL will have a double yeah. overtime Super Bowl. And it became- <laughs> Adam Schefter retweeted that, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I got to tell you what, r- real quick, and this is not a, mm-hmm. a major point. I like that overtime rule. I think that's the way it should happen in the regular season. And they say, oh, you can't have that during the regular season. I looked it up. There was only 13 overtime games in the entire regular season this mm-hmm. year in the NFL. No like, ties this year either, right? 4% of the games went to overtime. You can certainly apply those rules. It's mm-hmm. much better than what they have in well, place now. Well, listen, and I think the big the big point of criticism is what was Kyle Shanahan doing taking the ball first? Now, he had an yes. answer for that, but but a lot of people aren't buying it, and like that's not what you do in overtime. Yeah, here's uh, Kyle Shanahan on why San Francisco winning the toss, took the uh, ball first. This is something we talked about. With none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. The both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win and got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, and if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. Yeah, but, but, at that, but see, but the problem is, is at that point in time, it's 19 to 19. It's not like both teams are lighting up the scoreboard. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, remember the, the game that spurred that that rule change was the Buffalo-Kansas City game from a few years ago, mm-hmm. where both teams were just completely unstoppable on offense. I, I agree. I, I'm always taking the ball second. I don't care what always. the version of the overtime rule is. If you win the toss, you are going on defense first and allowing your offense the luxury of knowing exactly what it needs to do to A, stay in the game, or B, win the game. You can't make your decision on the coin toss based on something that may not happen.
Yes. It was like way back in the day when the Cubs played the Diamondbacks. Lou Pinella pulled out Carlos Zambrano. Zambrano, after I think five innings, he was dealing. He pulls him out of the game, and, and the Diamondbacks rally and win that game afterwards. He said, yeah, I wanted to save him for game four. Well, there was no game right. four. Yeah. They never got to a game four. The famous Orioles with Zach Britton in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who had a big play on defense on that last drive to uh, force a hurried throw by Brock Purdy, he said, yeah, the Niners were pretty crazy to do that. What's been in your mind when they say they want this ball to start all the time? They're crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because the overtime rules has changed where both teams get the ball. No matter who scores, so you know. Uh, originally, you want to let you want to let the other team get the ball, stop them holding the three, so you know where you got. Or if you stop them, they punt it. Then all you have to do is kick three. Yeah, <laughs> he's not wrong. They're crazy. <laughs> exactly. Now no, they're they're absolutely right. So, and so Kyle Shanahan's got to wear that. He's now zero for two in Super Bowls. You wonder what kind of mark this is going to leave on that team. I thought. The, I mean, obviously it turned out to be a huge play in the result. And you can look at two plays that the 49ers did not make that really, really cost them. Mm-hmm. One was the blocked extra point, um, which loomed incredibly large. Mm-hmm. But go back to the first drive of the game. The way San Francisco came out on offense, I was like, oh my goodness. Kansas City is in big, big trouble. Mm-hmm. They cut right through them like they weren't even there. They get inside the uh, inside the thirty, and McCaffrey fumbles, and the whole complexion of the game changed. Yeah, like it was like the 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 confidence boost that the Kansas City defense, which is very good anyway, it's the confidence boost they needed to kind of bow up and actually play their brand of defense. And San Francisco looked off balance offensively yeah. for, for a lot of and the game. Kind not of all timid of too. I, I I'm not I, yeah. I I'm not real I'm not really a fan of that first drive was was the forty. The, the 49ers look like they did when they were smoking people, mm-hmm. and you didn't see that team after it. So, yeah. The longest is, play from scrimmage was 24 yards yeah. in the whole game. Mm-hmm. For, for that offense with that many playmakers. It's, yeah, that's 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 almost malpractice. Seriously. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the 49ers fans are going to do with this one, but this one's going to be this one's going to be hard to di- digest. You know what I mean? This is going to be like bean night at the Carlin house. <laughs> I was gonna say like a corn we'll dog on the inside. That's I wouldn't say it's hard to digest. It's digested a lot. Let me tell you that much. Here's more from Kyle Shanahan. There's not much to say. You let guys deal with it. You gotta you gotta feel this. It's not something that just words or anything makes it feel better. You sit there and you deal with it, and you got to do that for a while. I, mean, I heard the most for the players. Those are the guys. I mean, it's just it's such a can't tell you guys how long it takes to get here, and just how long an NFL season is going through January and all the way into February. So our guys, I heard from the most. Yeah, um, and look, we talked about these lingering questions for members of this Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. whether it was Andy Reid and his place in history, Patrick Mahomes, his place in history, Kyle Shanahan on the other side of it. uh, Brock Purdy was talked about a lot. I thought Brock Purdy played a a, a decent game. It wasn't spectacular by any stretch. Did he play well enough for his team to win? I think so. They didn't win. But the one who's walking away from this with still those questions lingering from last week is Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Another 10-point lead. No doubt. No doubt. Listen, and and I I can't quantify this, but it just seemed like seemed like I've seen Kyle Shanahan do this before in the big games. He just gets less and less trusting of his quarterbacks, and and he kind of tightens up a little bit. And and that first drive was that looked like peak Forty Nine er, like I said. And when you've got those kind of weapons, 
you should be able to do a little more than that. Yeah. So, you know, and and even when you got down to to that uh, some of those blitzes in the end game situation, Kyle Shanahan should have been prepared for that. Yeah, make the argument too defensively. You, you said it uh, at the beginning of this discussion. Same play they rolled out twice last mm-hmm. year in the Super Bowl win against the Eagles. They run another form of it down near the goal line, right. and, and they Pops look like their, their pants were completely yeah. down. Yeah, and what and what a rough way to. I mean, if if it's Travis Kelsey, you got okay, fine. But me, Cole Hardman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're losing. Uh, and that's to the him. other point I wanted to make on him. A wide receiver catches the winning pass in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs, whose wide receiver core had a nightmarish season. Right outside of Rice, the rookie. Right, but between. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Hardman, Kadarius, Tony, who was a healthy scratch for the game. It was nightmarish for the Chiefs yeah. at points this it, season. Indeed. And, and, and they win it with a wide receiver. It was, weird. it was a weird Super Bowl. It was the first Super Bowl in history where there was no kickoff returns. Zero. Yeah, that got me thinking, too. Did it? I was griping on my couch last night. Okay. Can you make the kickoff a play again? We can't get anybody hurt. It's football. People get hurt running off the sidelines, as we saw last night. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dre Greenlaw. Oof, Man. Big play there. Yeah. Uh, not even a play. Big moment. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata Show podcast. It's brought to you this week. By your Valley Chevy dealers. Coming up next, madness in Vegas. There was certainly madness in Scottsdale at the WM Phoenix Open. Did it go overboard this year? Bick was there. He'll tell you next. Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Absolute unreal stuff in the desert for Nick Taylor. Another playoff win. Yeah, that's the way it sounded. Uh, Nick Taylor hitting the nine nine foot putt on the second playoff hole to win the 2024 WM Phoenix Open. Um, and you know, obviously a big win for him. Fourth yeah. PGA Tour win for Nick yeah. Taylor. Uh, it comes down to a playoff. Exciting stuff mm-hmm. there. Outside of. Phoenix, the Valley, that's not what people are talking about today when it comes to the Phoenix Open. No. And you've got a great column up on ArizonaSports.com about your experience, talking about maybe the wildest, wettest, um, what, what's the other W word you Weirdest. Use? Weirdest, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Isn't that weird? Is it, it was very, very, very weird. I highly recommend uh, you reading it. Always, I highly well, recommend you, you reading thank you, thank stuff. You. But, um my thought was, and I did not attend, but I'm I'm seeing all these stories mm-hmm. and the way it's being presented by the media and all of these alerts coming out. The gates are shut down at 2 o'clock on Saturday. They stop serving alcohol. Then you see all the social media activity yeah. of people basically acting a fool, which I think happens every year. Maybe yeah. it was spotlighted because of all those other things. Right. My question to you coming in today was, did this go overboard this year? Yeah, and my, and my question is... I don't know. Let me let me try to answer it a different way. There have been in in my 25 years covering this tournament, maybe more now, 26 years. There have been many days, maybe seven, eight, nine, 
that were very much like Saturday, where the crowd got under the skin of more than one golfer, creating some real contentious moments, some videos that make the tournament look like Animal House. There was the requisite drunken idiots doing what drunken young people do um, in just different various forms. Um, Sometimes it's them falling face first on the cement or sleeping at 10 o'clock in the morning. This time it was sliding down muddy hills. Um, To me, it it never felt like this was the worst that it's ever been. Quite to the contrary. Um, I I think what happened here with this golf tournament and having been out there all weekend, um, I I, I feel pretty strongly about this. And and that is this. The Waste Management Phoenix Open, um, this golf course, the TPC Scottsdale, it was designed um, very purposely to include lots of hills and lots of grassy mounds because they wanted to bring in massive of people and they wanted to give people places where they could watch golf, sight lines, mm-hmm. hence the hills and the side mounds and the grassy areas. Um, by Saturday, most of those side hills, they were wiped out and all the walking I did, I'm like, I am not stepping foot on that grass because I might go ass over elbow and the last thing I want to do is go viral. <laughs> last thing I want to do, oh, look at Bickley, face down in the mud. How about that? How many beers has he yeah, had? Yeah, right. And, and the danger was very, 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 very real, and and so uh, so I was I was there as a spectator on Saturday, and I had kind of left the 16 area, be right before news drop that, and I got uh, one of my sources at the tournament hit me up and said, hey, I, they're shutting people out, they're not letting people in, and there's people out there with tickets, and they're pissed, and I'm like, okay, this has never ever happened before. Why that happened, and people were like, how does that happen in a tournament in which they allegedly limited capacity, GA capacity? Well, they did limit GA capacity. The issue was the footprint of the golf course really shrunk because there were all these areas that people generally hang out that you couldn't hang out at anymore. And people started milling on the walkways and milling on the cart paths. So when you got around 18, you had people trying to get in, you had people trying to get out, and you had people standing there watching golf. And you could not move. And so I think at that point in time, uh, the tournament organizers, I think accurately and rightly so, because it really was, you see some of these idiots who are sliding down the hills. It really was, it was getting to be like Woodstock and nobody wants that. Right. And, and then the alcohol sales came a little bit after that. And then, and then when you get these golfers, like there were some golfers who got into Zach Johnson, who uh, was a disastrous captain of the Ryder cup team. Remember that? And would not let it go. And Zach lost his mind and Billy Horschel barked fans. This is nothing I haven't seen a hundred times. And Jordan Spieth. And Jordan Spieth. But these are all guys that have played this tournament yes. before. These guys, I'm, I'm telling you, what I what I think happened, Vinny, is th- these golfers and everybody, they were not ready, not only not ready for the weather, but not ready for the fan commitment that came despite that weather. Yeah. Because those people on Friday, there were people running to get in and get to 16 on Friday morning. That generally only happens on Saturday. Then Saturday comes, and it's even more crowded. And it's even more crazy, where if you weren't hitting a good shot on 16, I was I was stunned. You were getting roundly booed. It was, And it's nothing personal, and these golfers know it. It's nothing more than theater. 
And these golfers know it, but if they're in a bad mood or they're pissy or they're not playing well, it hits them different. And I started thinking about it. Okay, you see these golfers, and there's several articles written on national websites about the reaction of the golfers to the fans, getting into it with the fans. So what does that lead to, maybe? If these are lingering feelings, those players don't come back to the Mm -hmm. WM Phoenix Open. Mm -hmm. But as you've pointed out time and time again and hit last week during the tournament, the field is immaterial. Mm -hmm. And that was proven again because, as you pointed out in your column, this is one of the weakest fields they've had in a long time with all the live defections. It doesn't matter. These people want to party in an outdoor setting where there's grass well, and yes. alcohol. And it's it's one step beyond that. They don't want to just party. They want to do what they do, which is get in golfers' heads. Yes. And, and so it's a two-step thing. And I don't think anybody, these golfers who were dealing with these awful conditions, like some of them had to go out during the Pro-Am. We saw how awful that was. It was cold. It was rainy. These guys were s- shut down, started again. Golfers are not in a good mood when that happens. And when they start thinking, man, we got to be here on Monday, are you kidding me? Because for a while, that's what the way it was trending. Mm-hmm. So these golfers were not in a good headspace to begin with. And now when you've got the, the crowd doing what they normally do and doing it even more to defy the weather, it just blew their minds. That's my take on it. I don't think there was anything necessarily unbecoming about this. And again, look, this is... What's great about this, in my opinion, is this weekend in Vegas, Liv had a tournament and they tried to create the exact same thing, a party hole. And it's it's a joke. And anybody who tries to copy what we do here, it always turns out to be a joke. Because what happens at 16 and 17 now and around the area, it's organic. It's up to the fans to determine what it's going to be like. And it's hard to control that sometimes. It just is. It's pure Energy, And again, it's it's not necessarily malicious, although some people say some stuff that you kind of roll your eyes like, dude, that's too much. Yeah. It's mostly theater. Yeah. It's just this exercise of you're in our backyard. This is our golf tournament. We set the rules. Yeah, but as you pointed out, too, this is still very much the exception mm-hmm. anywhere in the golf world. And mm-hmm. as long as it remains the exception and others have tried they have. and it doesn't pop up. Nope. As long as this remains the exception, it's going it, it, to, it's going to be business as usual out there. I would, I would think, uh, cause I've had conversations with people about, okay, with, with all the negative publicity, are they going to have to maybe limit alcohol sales again, or to think of something else to do? I, I don't think that's it. I really don't. I, I, I think the PGA tour is going to be very grateful for tournaments like this one, because I got news for you. Most every single player, other tournament, unless you're talking about maybe like a, a Tiger Woods Invitational or or if you're talking about the players in, in Florida, every other non-major, you get a field that's kind of decimated and you get that kind of weather. They're not drawing flies. Yeah. They're dying on the vine. Yeah. So this this to me, when you zoom out of this, this isn't a bad story. This is a good story, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we'll get back into it later on. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating when you think about that, the fan behavior, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but just the mindset of the fan, when you <laughs> plop that into the middle of the Phoenix <laughs> sports experience, uh-huh. it's, it's mind-boggling. Yes. Coming up next, the uh, Warriors crushed the, the hearts of Suns fans on Saturday night. We'll get into that, plus... Nurkic versus Draymond, round two. Oh, this boy. This time, it's personal. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Hey, everybody, it's Burnsy. The Phoenix Suns are now one game in with their post-deadline team. What did we like? What problems still persist? We're going to react on the Burns and Gambo show starting at straight up 2 o'clock. And Goble now ready. Blows the whistle. Hands it to Pajemski. He looks. Still looks. Finally gets it in. Curry gets it. Turns. Shoots a three. And hits it. Seven tenths of a second left. And Steph Curry puts the Warriors up by one. 113-112. Does a little dance and sends this crowd into a frenzy at Chase Center. Yeah, that's the way it would end. 113-112. John Bloom on the call Saturday night from San Francisco. Suns could not get a shot off uh, in two attempts. One uh, foul that uh, the Warriors had to give. Then the second play, they tried to get it to Kevin Durant. Draymond Green knocked it away. Warriors get the one-point win. They avoid the season sweep at the hands Mm. of uh, the Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal still chasing that inbound pass. Yeah, we'll start there. Um, How in the world (laughs) in that situation? Do you go at exactly where my number one takeaway? Do you let Steph Curry, A, catch the ball and go for a steal? mm. That's it. How how at that point in time do you have a breakdown, whether it's coaching or player, uh, because there were issues with with who should should, uh, go through a screen, who should switch after a screen. But again, I, I... if I'm the if I'm the coach of the Phoenix Suns, I'm putting two guys in Steph because somebody else is shooting that basketball. Yeah, let Brandon Pajemski yes. shoot it. Somebody else is shooting that. Steph Curry is not shooting that ball. I wanted to play the 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 audio from Bradley Beal's explanation, but it's from the locker room and it was recorded on a phone and it's oh not, boy, it's not very good. So okay. I'm not going to play it. But basically, you know, he illustrated there was miscommunication. Supposed to be a switch, there wasn't a switch. He chased after the steal. It was a. It was not a good inbound pass, and I could see why Beal was tempted. Oh just yeah, athletically it was kind of tempted slow, to right. go for oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And then after he didn't get there, and Curry hit the shot afterwards, he said, "I would have made that play without the mask. No excuses, but, but I would have." <laughs> that's like on. saying no offense, and then you say the meanest <laughs> thing that you can imagine <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> That was a bit mm. frustrating. Yeah, it was. I agree with that. I, I completely agree. And maybe he's accurate. Maybe he does feel like he's just, maybe his peripheral, peripherals, as he said, his peripheral vision is compromised. I'm I'm sure it is on some level. I, that still doesn't account for that that kind of breakdown. you got to be better connected on that. And at the very least, you need to be smothering Steph Curry. Just let somebody else shoot the yeah, basketball. The guy had already had eight threes yes. in the game. You can't. He you, just scored 60 last week. He's been, he, he's he had, been cooking people. He had 11 three-pointers the, the game before he yeah. played the Suns. Right. So that was the frustrating part. Overall... After it was over, you know, you marvel, like, oh, Steph Curry did it again. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best to ever do it. The Suns had a terrible shooting game. They had been shooting at a historic clip for 10 games. I mean historic. Their shooting percentage for a 10-game stretch going into that game was the highest since the Boston Celtics in 1986. Is that right? You know, that team that the had Larry Bird. Daddy Ainge. Robert Parrish. Parrish. Well, Brett Maxwell. No, he was going. I, I, that's 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 going. That's going so way back. They didn't make a ton of shots. I thought Devin Booker 
was outstanding in the game. Mm-hmm. I thought Kevin Durant was far from outstanding yeah. in that game. Yes, he was. And I thought Bradley Beal was eh. Uh-huh. You got one third you. of your big three showing up. Yep. That's what's going to happen I the way this you. team is constructed. Yeah, yeah not exactly the uh, the best debut for Royce O'Neal, but you got to give him uh, time to acclimate, so I'm not going to get crazy about that. Uh, I had a couple of takeaways after the game was over. Number one, that it. The end game situation, just as much as you want to marvel at Steph Curry grabbing that ball, spinning, and just draining a 33-foot shot, it just you can't let him shoot. So, okay, I've said that three times. Yeah. Number two was was Draymond barking at KD the way he did after the game was over. That to me seemed really heavy and really weighty. Now we're going to get into the to, to the Nurkic Draymond thing because this is clearly going to keep festering now. But man, if you are the NBA and you're a basketball fan and you didn't come away from that game going, this is the playoff series everybody wants to see. I've been feeling that way for three years now. Yeah. Suns Warriors, we've wanted to see this and and tell me that wouldn't be tell me that wouldn't set the NBA on fire. It would. Not literally. Metaphorically speaking. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Uh, it started, the Draymond Fund started with, with Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, this is the first time they had met since Draymond punched Nurkic in the face. And it was weird because Draymond, he took responsibility after that. It led to an indefinite suspension. It lasted 12 games. He took responsibility. said, yeah, I hit him hard. Shouldn't have done that. Nurkic was trying to be the agitator. And here was evidence. Tied at 70, 7-10 left in the third. Nurkic bodying up on Green. Turns, shoots a right-hand hook. It rolls around the rim and drops. And Yusuf slaps the ground twice to show Draymond Green that he's just too small for that. Yeah, Draymond Green responded after having the spoils of a victory after the uh, contest. No, nah, because I didn't take it anywhere. Um, you know, they called a foul on the post up and he started talking. Never backing down from that. I like that type of action. What did you think of the too small celebration that, that you, you seem to get him back? You can't get bullied a couple plays later if you're going to do that. <laughs> You can't be a nothing defender if you're going to do that. So, you know, you, you're going to do all of that. You, man, will probably outweigh me by 70 pounds. And you get put in the rim. Got to be more careful. Uh, <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic, after the last game in Phoenix where he got punched in the face, he was it, one of the quotes was, hey, that guy needs help. So apparently Draymond went and got help. Mm-hmm. Yusuf Nurkic is not convinced that it did anything. I mean, it's sad. He didn't learn anything, man. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. You're going to match somebody else again. So take everything back to what I said. You, know, you don't deserve a chance. Uh, and how Ooh. does he know that Draymond hasn't changed? Tantics. Try your people. The, the stuff he shouldn't boot. But I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, um, so you try to play LA, but no one worried about them. They got to win tonight. We'll see what happened to them in a few games. So I'm going to say. Don't worry about it. Don't say them that. Yeah. Um, look, Yusuf Nurkic. And then it, Steph Curry reacted to Yusuf yeah, Nurkic's comments and said they were idiotic. idiotic. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is getting roasted for this stance after a loss. Yep. And Draymond Green and Steph Curry have the luxury of leaning back on a one-point victory to mm-hmm. say all of these things yep. about it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean Yusuf Nurkic is not correct. 
No. Draymond Green is an absolute maniac on the court. He's a menace. And Steph Curry, with a straight face after the game, and we'll play this audio for you later, with a straight face said, oh yeah, Draymond knows how to walk that line. No, he doesn't. He clearly doesn't know how to walk that line. Well, he better, he, he better walk some kind of line at this point. He, no, listen. I, he I, got a technical in the game. I know. I know. Again. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not gonna he's not gonna come back from this and now be a docile player. I mean, I don't. Does anybody expect him just to not no, get technicals now? You, no, you don't change. And Curry's response to that was that would be like me going out there not shooting threes. Yeah. It's part of who he is. But it's, but the cheap shots is is what is what I think that the league is going to be hyper focused on. He's, but, I, I, again, uh, Draymond, the, the the histrionics, it, it it's not the greatest look for the league. I'm going to agree with you on that. Yes. It, it really does look like a guy that's out of control. It it I, I won't argue with that. Absolutely, it does. Like he truly can't help it. Right. Yeah. 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 And, that's and we've a, seen Luca get that way, but different. Yeah. Bad comparison by Steph, by the way. His threes beneficial to the team. Draymond Green's behavior, not well. It yes, is, but it's all about individual style of play. Yeah, is what he was what he is getting at. There, the, the, it would be like Luca well, not complaining. Yeah, well, look at that. <laughs> look at that. There it is. So, in in the case of Draymond Green, the, the Warriors will tell you after games like that one that this is this is why he's our glue guy. This is why we don't win without him because we need somebody who does that. It's just a matter of whether or not he can do that yeah. without flailing, kicking. Stepping on people, elbowing people—that's I, I, where I think the league is is going to be hyper aware. It—I I thought it was very interesting the kid gloves in which Adam Silver seemed to handle Draymond Green in the first place. Yeah, the, you should have let him retire when he had the chance. Oh, Thanks a lot, Kamish. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> you seen this guy <laughs> coming cool. up next? Draymond Green or Adam Silver? <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything all bad right. about Draymond. Uh, coming up next, all Neil before Pat. Oh, boy. Mahomes wins another Super Bowl, and the legend continues to grow. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.